the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links to Locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet here at TPC River Highlands, just hanging out by the driving range on a Tuesday afternoon, getting ready for the Travelers Championship. Along with me, as always, Ben Everill from the PGA Tour. We're going to break down our 18 favorite bets for this week's event. Benny, are you ready? Oh, I'm never ready, but I'll give it a go anyway. We had a good time there at the US Open last week. Sensational stuff there from Matt Fitzpatrick to get it done. Uh, we had a few right in there, a few not so right, but I think we did okay. Now we're off to the Travelers where anything can happen. This tournament has got low, low, low vibes out there on that course. So usually one of the plays is look who's five or six back going into Sunday and have a little play there, but it's always exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. One of my favorite events on the schedule. I lived here for a long time. I've gotten to know the people that run the tournament very well over the years. So this is one of my favorites. It's great to be back here. So let's get to it. 18 bets, 18 holes. Benny, you are on the tee. All right. As always, I'll give you one of my winners first up. And I'm going to a former champion. I'm going to an Aussie. I'm of going course. to Mark Leishman. Plus um, look. I haven't got him as my first pick, which obviously comes later in the podcast. But Leash, just talking with him a little bit over the US Open, he was finding some stuff. I think he's just close to really clicking now. Look, he probably needs another session with Dennis McDade, his coach, ahead of his trip to the UK for the Scottish Open and, and the Open Championships in Andrews, where I think he'll be at his absolute best. But he has a level of comfort there at the Travellers. And he was taught, saying all the right things, especially the right things about having beers, having a good time. Those are the things that make Mark Leishman uh, play good golf when he's in that frame of mind. So as my second pick, if you will, uh, for outright, Mark Leishman, 5,000. I did see what he said last week. I really liked it. He said, hey, if I play well, I have beers to celebrate. And if I don't play well, I have beers to drown my sorrows. Either yep. way, I have beers afterwards, which I, <laughs> I think is a great way to look at how you go about golf all right second hole i am also going with a guy that i like outright i don't love him outright i just love the number next to his name he's a guy that fits this golf course he's played well here he's gonna have to play better than he's played recently and that's the reason why his number is so big but webb simpson with some serious win equity at 80 to 1 in some books again i saw that number benny and i thought boy that's that's about 30 points higher than i might have thought he'd be and so anytime you're gonna discount like that you try to get after it. So I won't have a ton of Webb Simpson, but just based on the fact that, hey, I like the number. So I, I'd be kicking myself if I didn't go after it. And again, another guy that showed some good glimpses last week, right? Third hole for me, I'm going to go to another guy that's produced some excitement around the times uh, in previous years. I didn't mind that the 400 I saw at a top five for Jordan Speak. I think that, again, another guy who wasn't really in the picture last week, um, but that'll fire him up. He returns to a place with good vibes and good feelings. There's something about that place. And you would know more because, as I said, you grew up in the area. Um, you would know how it is. But guys who have done well, they tend to just, you know, have their moments there and keep doing what they do. Again, mostly feeling, but I saw 400. You know, there's four or five guys in front of him on the board there. I think Jordan will be in the mix. So. Plus 400, top five. I like that play. I like where you're thinking, but I'm going to go just a little more conservative, but a play that has, I think, a lot more value. I like Spieth. We know it's a good course for him. I've got him, I believe it's plus 275 on DraftKings in a five ball to beat Xander Shoffley, 
Seamus Power, Keegan Bradley, and Sung J.M. Oh, yeah. So you've got them yep. plus 400 to finish in the top five. I've got them just to beat four other players, but it's almost the same number. So I do think there's a lot of value in going after Spieth in that way. But uh, we both like Spieth. So fifth hole. That's a great way to look at it. Um, I hadn't seen that number or that bet. So definitely a good one for people to look at. Well done. All right. So I'll go to a, a, another chalk guy, if you will, for a top 10. Not a huge number. I feel like, though, he's potentially rounding into form. What's weird is I don't necessarily see him usually as being the birdie blitz guy. But I guess what I'm looking at is I see Rory at the top. I see Scotty Sheffer at the top. I see Justin Thomas at the top of the board. And I and clearly all of those can win this tournament. Are you going to go after the same guy that I'm about to say right after you? I'm going Patrick Cantlay. Yep. Patrick Cantlay, top 10 That's for good. me. Yeah. It's it's plus 140. It's not a huge number, but it's the type of thing that could give you your bank for the rest of your bets, right? The other three were right in the thick of it last week that are above him on the board. Can they win it? Of course they can. But there's always a come down for some of those guys. And we talked about this after the PGA. Two of the three happened that they missed the cut. Thomas missed the cut. And was it Zalatoris missed the cut in the following week, whereas Mito held on and didn't. Like, Looking at those top three on the board, sometimes the players have a pick at one or two of them to miss the cut rather than make it. I'm not suggesting that that's definitely going to happen. It's just one of those things that tends to happen with guys who've been right in the mix of a major up to the end of it. So, Benny, I've got it here. We say this at least once a week on the podcast. You and I do not talk. In fact, you and I were not only didn't talk about this beforehand, we're scrambling around. I think we made our picks for the pod a minute before we got on to uh, this actual <laughs> recording. So we had no time to tell each other about our picks. I have for the sixth all Patrick Cantley. But I have him for a top five, not a top 10, just because you know why? I'm a more daring gambler than you. I like yep. to take more of a chance than you. And so no, I, <laughs> I think it'll be a good week for Cantley. If you look at what he's done outside of the major championships, first, the Zurich, second at Harbor Town to Jordan Spieth, lost in playoff, third, the Memorial Tournament. And last week wasn't bad. One under on the weekend, finishing a share of, 14th place this is a place where he once shot 60 in the second round as an amateur ever since then i'm like patrick cantley is going to win this golf tournament someday i think it very well could be this week i'll be on him as a top five all right seventh hole seventh hole i'm gonna go to my top 20 bet guy's getting a lot of press he's what we call our, one of our future casters this week we've talked him up it was a great story on pjtour.com about how he's a superstar already in the making but top 20, look at Davis Riley, plus 170. This is a week that literally people at the tour, as I said, had foreshadowed ahead of time that he could. this could be his breakthrough week. And how, do we hit on that all the time? No, but it, it, it would surprise people out there how many times the guy that we put ahead months in advance for certain weeks to talk about and give the public some information about them do play really well. So I'm just going to go with the uh, 170 at the top 20 for Davis Riley to continue his great um, rookie year. Yeah, I told you you're conservative. I'm going to wait to give you Davis Riley later on in the podcast. Hint, <laughs> hint, hint. All right, I'll get to the eighth hole. And I have a feeling I'm going to mention a name that you're going to talk about later as well. Two guys who I talk about every single time I think they play, but I'm just firing top 10 bets on them because I think they're undervalued on a weekly basis. Aaron Wise and Keith Mitchell are really, really good. They are going to do good things when they play golf. They play really well. At some point, we're all going to figure this out. But these are guys that on a regular basis, when I see them on the board, I bet them I'll go for top tens, but sprinkle them all over the place this week. Yeah, I might get to one of those guys a little bit later. (laughs) We'll see how we go. The ninth hole for me, I always like to throw out a long shot, uh, as you know. And my first long shot that I'm looking at is 
surprise, surprise, an Aussie, but Jason Day, 80 to 1 to 100 Ooh. to 1, depending on where you look. Travellers has always been a place where Jason's had a crack and, and had chances to win. Is he the same guy as back in those days? No. But does he have it in him? Yes. We saw um, recently at Wells Fargo, another course where he'd had success. He put himself in position to win. He didn't play last week at the US Open. He's rested from that. He's apparently feeling well and feeling ready to go. So I know he's going to win on the tour at some point. Again, this could be one of those weeks he comes out and surprises. So I like the idea of getting on him at long odds at places that he can potentially has a good vibe at. So long shot, Jason Day, 8,000 to 10,000, depending on where you look. All right. As we make the turn, I'm going to get some of the uh, famous Connecticut pizza here at the turn. You might grab a hot dog or something, whatever you're doing. But tell the folks out there about PGA Tour Pick'em Live. Yeah, PGA Tour Pick'em Live, where you get on and make essentially picks for a winner, top 10, top 20. It's essentially replicating betting, but it's free. And you can have a crack at winning up to $5,000 worth of prizes. You can make changes to your picks at any stage. You get the points based on the odds when you lock them in. When the markets are open, you can change your picks, but you get whatever the odds are at the time. So you start with long shots. You try to get them at their best value. And with that said, that's why I like the look of someone like Jason Day, as I said, at 8,000. I don't know where else to go sort of further down the board this week. That I saw like Annabon Lahiri was 150, Sahith Degala 150. Look at the guys in the 80 to 150 range that you think that can put up a lot of birdies, and that's where you go with your PGA to pick them live first pick. Or if you think it's going to be an outright win by, you know, straight wire to wire from some of these guys near the top, you know, like if you think Xander's going to get it done, you might not get him better than 20 to 1. So lock him in at 20 to 1. All right. Well, with the 10th all, as we start the back nine, I'm going to go with a guy that I love for PGA Tour, pick him live. I'm picking him for a top 20 here, but I honestly think that's too conservative. I'll have him in some other platforms as well. But Brendan Steele has been playing some great golf. He is, I saw a stat from my buddy Will Haskett, who I do some serious XM PGA Tour radio shows with. And Will said, over the last X amount of, whether it's 24 rounds or two months, whatever it was, Brendan Steele was leading the PGA Tour in strokes gained, T to green. He's also finished ninth at the PGA Championship, 10th at the Memorial in his last two starts, seven top 25 finishes here at the Travelers Championship. And he's one of these coarse horse guys. When he plays well at an event, he usually plays well year after year. He also, good dinner companion, picked up the tab on Monday night when we went out. So uh, <laughs> I, I owe it to him to at least put a little money on him this week. Ah, I love it. I love it. All right, well, I'm going to move to the top 40 market where that's where I had some success last week. I don't know if you remember, but like MJ Daffy that we got in there who did well and finished in the top 40. And then, of course, I had Keegan, Keegan Bradley in there. They did a lot better. I should have gone harder yeah, on those he, guys. Keegan huh? clicked that top 40 for you. Yeah, well done. I'm going to look for a plus number because a lot of the guys I like are in the minus, obviously, for the top 40. But I found one at plus 100. Obviously, Jason Day is 100, but we talked about him earlier. You can look at that. But I'm going to go with Mackenzie Hughes, the Canadian. Again, another guy that's been sort of finding himself up near the top of leaderboards during tournaments, but hasn't closed necessarily the deal or got there right at the end. I have a feeling this could be another week like that for Mackenzie. He's got a sniff of the International Presidents Cup team with all the sort of turmoil going on, especially how deep will that team be? We don't know. We're going to see, but he sees it as a massive opportunity. And I know that he's going to look at it like that and go hard after it. So I was looking for a plus number. I've got a 100 on Mackenzie Hughes top 40. Speaking of turmoil, I'm going to go after a player here who apparently was pondering leaving the PGA Tour and going over to live. And from everything I'm hearing, he's made the decision to stay with the PGA Tour. I think that frees him up. He's a very popular, at least in my circles, 
first round leader play because he tends to play some really good golf, get off to good starts on Thursdays. Harold Varner the third. I feel like probably half the pods we've done this year, Benny, I'm throwing HV3 out there for an FRL, but I do like him to go out there and play some good golf with maybe a little weight off his shoulders now that he's apparently, reportedly, allegedly, theoretically made a decision. Ah, okay, yep, good. Well, with my FRL, I'm going to go in with a little bit of a head knowledge of a guys that I know are starting early on Thursday. And so with that, I'm going to look at some chalk and I'm going Xander Shuffle 3000 mm. after getting an early morning tea time to be your first round leader. Other chalk that you might want to consider if you think they've still got the gas in the tank for first round leader are Rory, Webb, like you said, Justin Thomas, and Kevin Kisner. We have some Tony Finau action, some Sanjay Im as well. Uh, these are the guys that I expect to see in the morning for sure, yet to be approved in about, what, two hours' time? But uh, my understanding is that those are the chalk that you might see on Thursday morning. With that, I think Xander at 3,000 might be a guy that could go out and shoot a low one early. Speaking of Tony Finau, I have no Tony Finau this week. I can't figure out Tony Finau on a weekly basis, <laughs> which means Tony Finau probably wins this week. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know. How's that for some analysis? We go to the 14th hole. I'm going to go with a matchup here. Guy that played really well last week, his really first major championship title contention, finished in 10th place. He's played well here in the past. Joel Damon, I was looking for a place to play him. Minus 120 in a matchup against CT Pan feels like a really nice play there. I usually like looking for even money or plus money in matchups, but I don't mind a minus 120 play on a guy who's obviously riding a little bit of momentum right now. My matchup of all matchups is the guy I went with earlier in Cantlay to essentially be the cream of the crop of that, that's sort of the top five where Scheffler, Rory, yeah. Thomas, and Sam Burns, I think it was. So Cantlay at 350. I have a feeling that Cantlay might be the guy that gets through it after not having as much gas burned. I mean, if you look at those other four, Scheffler right there in the mix, Rory right there in the mix, Thomas was there for most of the week, and Burns had a good shot at it at the US Open as well. The gas in the tank, I don't know. I just feel like Cantlay will have a bit more gas there and yeah. uh, we'll take those guys down. I'm with you. I like that play a lot. All right, 16th hole. This one is just sort of one of those sprinkle it all around kind of bets. Denny McCarthy is a guy that we've thought of as being one of the best putters in the world, but we don't really talk about his ball striking. The ball striking is very much improved. We saw him just like Joel Damon, who I talked about a minute ago. We saw him on the leaderboard at the U.S. Open this past week. A short northeast golf course like this one should be right up his alley. I mean, this is tailor-made for Denny McCarthy. I know he hasn't played great golf here in the past, but I think he's a much improved player from what he's been in recent years. If you want to go a little bit on the outright, a little bit on top five, a little bit top 20, a little bit top 40. Just go up and down the list with Denny McCarthy, maybe some DFS plays as well. Oh, mate, I've watched him closely a few times uh, last week and his whole game was going well. You know, and the putting is outstanding. It's yep. ridiculous. It was pretty cool to watch him just basically make everything he looked at. All right, well, we're at my last outright, my number one outright for the week. Sorry, Leash, I'll put you into the second slot here, as we said earlier, but... <laughs> And you mentioned this guy earlier, and I've mentioned him, and you've mentioned him a million times. Probably every week we talk about this guy. But Aaron Wise, still 50 to 1, I believe, yep. um, out there. He's just consistent with his ball striking. He's got, like, top 25s across the tour, different courses, everything he does well at. He's been sitting there threatening to do something massive every single week, it feels like. And it's going to happen. And I don't want to be off him when it happens. But he's been between 50 and 100, depending on what week it's been. You're not going to get that again once he does win, because it's that's it. 
see you later. He was my long shot last week. He was, he was third at the halfway mark, wasn't he? And I was mm-hmm. spruiking everyone. I told you guys he faded a little bit and came back, but he showed enough. Aaron Watts this week. So your favorite outright is a 50 to one play that I had mentioned earlier on the pod. My favorite outright is a 50 to one play that you mentioned earlier on the pod. I am going with youngster Davis Riley, who's played tremendous golf over the last three or four months. I like him at this stage in his career. These things can change in a hurry. But what he's shown is that when birdies can be made, he tends to play better golf in the low scoring events as opposed to something like a USO. Played okay last week, finished, I think, 31st, 35th place. But I think his best golf comes when you can make a bunch of red numbers. He's going to do that this week. He's on the same exact trajectory as a Will Zalatoris, his buddy that uh, he roomed with during the pandemic, it's just sort of maybe six months, 12 months behind on the timeline. I think Davis Riley this week can get his first victory before Zalatoris even gets his first victory, even with three career runner-up finishes at major championships. So uh, those are our 18 bets and 18 holes. He's Ben Everill. I'm Jason Sobel. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen. Good luck with your bets. For this week's Travelers Championship, here's hoping you hit the green.